Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, come on in. Welcome. It's the football ramble. Uh, I'm joined by Pete. Wagwan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luke. All right. And uh, James or Jim. What go on? Um, uh, well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, we've recently had a blistering Manchester derby. I think you'll all agree. Agreed. Um, and Michael Owen got the winner, which is the inspiration for the question, what is your favourite Michael Owen moment I thought you were throughout say, his career? I thought you were going to say, what is your favourite 58th minute winner? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go, Michael. my favourite Michael Owen moment, just to annoy James because he's standing next to me, is when he turned the FA Cup final on its head for Liverpool mm. against Arsenal and scored two. Marcus, you'll pull me up on this because you know your stats. Two in the last five minutes, was it, or something like that? Uh, I think it was the 84th and 88th minute. Yeah, yeah. I Absol- think. He, he, he gave Lee Dixon on that winning goal about a 14-yard head start <laughs> and just breezed <laughs> past him. Yeah. You remember, Jimbo, where were yeah. you? And with his left foot as well. Yeah, right in the corner Yeah, because well. people often say he was uh, very right-footed, but that was a, a wonderful strike with the left. Yeah, no, I was in my, in my living room at that point, just going, no. Yeah. Became, your di- became your dying room, though, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, good one. Ouch. Tar. Uh, James or Jim? Hmm, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Michael Owen moments. Obviously, you know, we've got to think about the England hat-trick he scored against Germany, because that mm. was just such a glorious night. That was so good. <laughs> That's another one, actually, you think back to what you were doing on that. It was a mate of mine's birthday, actually. It was really, it was just one of those amazing days. Anyway, it was really, really good. And that's <laughs> so just got even years. better. It is. <laughs> I like think that's why they did it. That's why they did it. Yeah, they did it on purpose. Uh, we set it up, actually. Um, but I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to go for when he signed for Newcastle, because it was <laughs> never going to work, yeah. and it didn't. That was probably Pete's, no? Yeah, it was a funny moment for us all, really. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it when he racked up all those gambling debts. (laughs) Actually, I really like that Wayne Rooney owed him about 200 grand at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have that instead? (laughs) Yeah, you can, James. You probably just told him. By the way, you owe me 200 grand? What? Well, that card game. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Rooney. (laughs) Rooney loses solitaire. (laughs) Pete, what are you going for? I've got for this, Marcus. Get in there. Well done, he's 13. Game set and match, Owen. Well done, he's 13. <laughs> That's when Michael Owen, Go famously on. on the internet, um, took great pleasure in sticking one past a 13-year-old keeper being coached by Neville Southall. I believe that actually where took place it? in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, did, where was that? That was on a TV it was, I think it was on uh, BBC One's Michael Owen's soccer skills. Can we hear it again? Just for pr- we can hear just... it again. Get in there. Well done, he's 13. Game set and match, Owen. <laughs> well Love done, it. he's 13. He's so pleased with himself, and the kid looks like a potato. Mm. Goalkeeper. <laughs> I thought for a second there you were going to say it was from BBC One's Michael Owen's a twat. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've not isn't. seen it. Any good? Can I get it on iPlayer? <laughs> um, Marcus, what's yours? 
I like the hat trick. I'm sorry, Peter, but I like the hat trick against Newcastle. I'm not turning up next week. This is <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Side effect. Um, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a great hat trick. Remember when he just bang, bang, bang three? Yeah. It was super. I mean, it, it, and he did that celebration where he kind of rubbed his hands together. I'm doing it now. Yeah, can you see that? Mm. Can hear it as well. Ooh, yeah, I can smell the skin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really close to it. Flaking all over my me. hands. Move. Sort that out. <laughs> Is it taking you back? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the goal against Argentina needs a mention. Can't well, remember surely. it. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> Man- not, not been mentioned enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we won the World Cup once upon a time. Yeah, uh, West Ham won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. so they did. Yeah. So they did indeed. God bless them. Uh, Manchester derby. B- magnificent stuff. Um, I like the rivalry now. It's I feel on. sorry for Sheffield because they had a brilliant derby on Friday. They managed to ruin it. <laughs> I, was, I was coming in to talk about the Sheffield derby, and now no one cares. Yeah, but that was a it, great it's, it's good to hear Manchester. The Manchester derby meaning something again. Yeah, 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 yeah very I was going to say for, for for anyone outside Manchester or Surrey, really, yeah. it doesn't actually who doesn't really know the mean two anything. clubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's good that it's, it's genuinely sort of competitive now, and they're actually going to be fighting. Yeah. For a sort of, a, sort of yeah. significant place, and whatever Ferguson says, he's blatantly worried. I mean, he wouldn't yeah. be giving it all the bigger if he didn't. Hughes is really handling him, uh, Ferguson, really well. I think. Do you? Yeah, I think he is because the way Ferguson before the match, he was uh, Ferguson was calling them cocky, and he was really not happy with that Tevez poster. Yeah. And Hughes just sort of goes, mm, "Looks like he's a little bit rattled." Then, uh, yeah. you know, and, and it really, I think he obviously knows Ferguson very well, and he so, knows what's going on. And, and Ferguson, I think, is getting a little bit irked. Well, I think, obviously, we're going to talk about the game in a second, but one of the things that wasn't great to see was when um, Javier Garrido got hit um, with a... Um, with with a, a coin. Yeah, coin it was a coin, was it? Yeah. And he said... It, but, I mean, I'm not defending it, obviously, but what he said afterwards was that, um, oh, it's all Manchester United. They've stoked this up. Ridiculous. Man City fans... It, the, the Manchester City as a club have behaved impeccably. Mm, what about that poster you put up of Carlos Tevez saying, <laughs> welcome to Manchester? I think it's a bit rich. I mean, I know that you can't mm. task 75,000 fans with the same brush, but yeah, okay, at fair the right. end of last season, they were, oh, sign him up, sign him up, sign yeah, him up yeah, now. Yeah. He's rubbish, he's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, it's stuff like that poster campaign. He must have agreed to that. They can't do it without his... It's, it's an image rights, sure. isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, I don't know how the image rights God knows he's got a progressive so. contract anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure he Maybe it's not it. as shocking as I first thought then. The booing saga. No, I mean, oh. <laughs> you flip flapper. I mean, because he's gone, because he's the first player to go directly across between clubs for such a long time. I think mm. it was inevitable, for, at least from certain sections of the fans. But I mean, as you as you guys know as well, because you, you probably saw the game. But he he was brilliant in the first half. I mean, I, th- I think he tired quite badly. But mm. in the first half, he, he ripped them to pieces. I mean, that he, he created their first goal. He, he he was all over the place. He put Ben Foster under such immense pressure whenever he could because he knew that Foster still relatively inexperienced he did have a good game but um, and the man who you call the poor man's Carlos Tevez and I said at the start of the season might not play much this season yeah. Greg Bellamy man of the match had He's a blinder yeah. two, two fantastic finishes yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. he had a lot of help from Rio Scoopla but, um, <laughs> yeah. for the and second he, but what a cracking shot for the first and he managed to punch a fan yeah but I like to exaggerate um, <laughs> it was a push slap wasn't it yeah. it was it a was push a, slap while there were like three Stewards holding him. <laughs> yeah. He's got no need to Big go man, Bellamy. I like those odds off. Yeah. He's like, you could tell he was thinking to myself, where's my golf club? I haven't got it. I'll, uh, I'll wait for the stewards to get hold of him, accost him. Where's, where's my neck? But, um, wasn't Mark Hughes saying, oh, Brian Clotted that and he was a national hero? Mm, a little bit different. Yeah, I don't I think, think he was, was already a national hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, I think you're looking at the, if you look at the backgrounds of the two chaps. <laughs> um, presumably it was a City fan as well, wasn't it? Because he was delighted. No, no, he came from the United. It was a United fan. Because I think it was after United scored the fourth. I thought it was after Bellamy. No, 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 it was after the winner. 
It's after uh, the winner, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, I don't remember things. Um, <laughs> and you just, probably... just exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think Ben Foster's going to be for the chop? Well, I mean, Alex Ferguson seems to regard him as the best English goalkeeper. I think I he's mean, given him confidence. Really. Really. Yeah, it was but... a game littered with mistakes, though, wasn't it? Which is good. Which is yeah, but a good. Derby. But yeah, Foster's yeah. looked a bit shaky so far. I'm not saying. Oh well, therefore write him off. He's a good young keeper, clearly. Yeah. He's just a little bit of confidence. You know? I, I think he's made some very good saves as well. Oh, he, 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 no, sorry, right. he, he does. Well, right. The one against Arsenal, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Well, well when he was at Watford, he was making saves all over yeah. the place. But yeah. I think Ferg- it's part of his job, really. True, well, exactly. That's what his I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. A couple of points are like big part of his job. Pete's point about Ferguson, I think he's given him a bit of confidence. He's obviously saying, ahead of a big season for yeah. him, his first probably, with Van der Sar's injury problems and his age, he's probably his first full season, maybe even his first choice keeper, so he needs a bit of confidence. Yeah. But the second thing that annoys me about Foster a little bit is everyone says, oh, yeah, he's such a great shot stopper. As far as I'm concerned, I know great shot stoppers. <laughs> you play, I've played with, in teams with before. You don't get to that level without being a good shot stopper. It's, yeah. a, it's a prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very top level, it's about concentration, how you command your area and how you organise your defence. At the moment, he doesn't seem Positioning, yeah, aerial. I, I can't remember who said it, um, but you know, being a goalkeeper for Watford is very different to being a goalkeeper for Manchester United. And and the shot stopper business, well, you're going to get to stop shots all day long with, when you're yeah. playing for Watford. Luke raises an interesting point as well about sort of organising the defence, <laughs> right? But if you're a young goalkeeper and you've got like Rio Ferdinand, yeah. players like that in that's front right, of you, right. Vidic, like just actually sort of commanding them, it's going to yeah. be difficult. It's well, going to be intimidating. No, you're absolutely. It's a Marcus, good point do, you, to make, do you also think that look, with um, Watford, like you say, he's not got a second to rest at Watford, but now we're getting mm, hammered every that's week. Right, yeah. At Man United, he's probably going to make one or two saves a game, and he's got to be yeah. bang on every yeah. time. Well, let's be honest. I mean, when he's playing for Watford in their bottom of the Premier League. You know, if he if he does make a mistake, it's it's not that glaring, is it? And he'll have mm. another chance to redeem himself. Another shot will come along. When he makes a mistake for United, yeah. it's it's for all to see. Yeah, and that might be the only thing he does in the game. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, if you're playing for once, you know, a club who, who were relegated from the Premiership to the side with the champions. Vastly yeah. different. You've got 75,000 people watching you. And you do not want that tag as a mistake-prone goalkeeper. I mean, look at Scott Carson now. Or Taibi. Right. <laughs> well, on the Football Weekly, I think it was, they said that Taibi played four games for United and his first two games, he was man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> Massimo Taibi isn't a bad goalkeeper. I, I think the, the way it works is you make a mistake of that magnitude yeah. and that level of, of, of game. It's the same. And also, you've got a factor in with Foster, you've got a factor in the Champions League as well. Yeah. You know, if he's not fully confident and he's playing against Barcelona in the Champions League, you, you, you get ri- ripped to pieces. You know? ne- it's, not, it's not the same. Never mind the Champions League. We've got uh, England versus Brazil in November. Well, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Qatar. Qatar. I, exactly. I still think. I, st- I mean, it might be controversial. But I still think Robert Green's the best. The best keeper. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go along with that. Yeah. Does this mean we're playing Qatar? In a friendly in Qatar, because have you seen the state of their national team? <laughs> They've just paid loads of Brazilians yeah. oh, to yeah, come of over course. and just yeah, nationalise. Yeah. <laughs> that could be interesting. Um, Luke, you wanted to talk about Jack Wilshere. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think the incident the other night. I think it should be mentioned because you know, isn't it? Isn't, Jimbo, better help me out here. His nickname help is the Future, out, isn't it? Uh, I've not heard that. The Jack the like Future Wilshire. <laughs> Given, I think, I assume by Arsenal fans, I mean, obviously not yourself, James, but he, he doesn't need to be getting into what he got into this Absolutely week in the Carling Cup. Listen, <laughs> Arsenal have rightly or wrongly got a little bit of a <laughs> reputation for this, and Wilshire doesn't need to be involved in that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it was unnecessary. What happened? And I'm obviously talking about his sort of. Um, uh, I want to be tread, tread a little bit carefully here. His, his alleged play acting, mm. which contributed to getting a player sent off um, in the Carling Cup against Wigan. Apparently, uh, he goaded 
Jerome Thomas. Yeah, did, did he mean, not shake his hand or something? He, he refused was, to yeah. shake his hand. I mean, if I was going to be a little bit undiplomatic, and it's not something I'm known for, as you know, um, <laughs> he was being a little shit, basically. <laughs> and he's 17 years old, he's got the world ahead of him, and, you know, as an experienced experience football man myself, you know, a little bit older, you know, <laughs> celebrating my 29th birthday this week, so, you know, I've been around a little bit, Jack. It's an open message to you, pal. Don't get involved. Let your football do the talking, yeah? <laughs> That's it. We can move on. I just like Wenger's uh, insistence that my eyes aren't oh, yeah. very good and my ears <laughs> are even worse. He's been zinging all <laughs> over the shop, like, you know, did you see the thing he said about Adebayo as well? He said, like, if you ask 100 people, 99% will say it's it's bad, and the other person will be Mark Hughes. <laughs> oh, he loves it. A bit rich coming from him, though. He's got he? a writer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a gag man. Is it you, Pete? Oh, Arsenal dear. just seem incapable of just having a normal game lately. Mm. Even the game against Wigan, like there was that ridiculous Emmanuel Aboué uh, handball. Just, yeah. just yeah. do you know? Do you know what they they need? They need. Um, they need someone solid at the back, and, and Sol Campbell's available. Now, do, you think <laughs> do you think he'll go back there? Linktastic. That was super. Thank you very much. What is he doing? I, I need to steal James Campbell line. He emailed me today, James Campbell, and it said, someone James or Odin. something has broken his mind. <laughs> it really has. I, I mean, I mean we're myself. recording this on the Wednesday night. The, the ramble's going to come out tonight, yeah. uh, hopefully, if I get oh, my edit and Topical. It. Mm. This, is so, this is the most topical news story I think we've ever dealt with. <laughs> or we Sol ever will deal with. Sol Campbell leaving yeah. Notts County. Yeah. And Italy have won the, world, the latest World Cup, apparently. Uh, as I understand it, and it, as Pete said, it's breaking news, it's a bit early on, but as I understand it, he went to training as normal and acted completely normally yeah. and then just went and got his boots and started shaking hands and saying goodbye to everyone and just left. No, not, not, not before having the uh, yearly annual picture. Uh, that's what, oh, what, the, that's the what yearly photo. means, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's the like he's photo. just made this, this, this decision just... Oh, like on a sort of just <laughs> completely yeah just he's made his mind up in one second thought actually no I don't want to do this anymore like would you remember when he um, when he went mental against West Ham when he was mm. playing for Arsenal went home at half, half time, time yeah. and there were all these reports next, the next day saying oh he wants to become an actor <laughs> <laughs> what? Where, where does that come from his publicist was like oh what's he done now <laughs> yeah, yeah. where does that come oh. from uh, not in his biography he's on his toes I've he? heard horrific rumours and there are any rumours that Redknapp's going to do a job and get him in Yeah. That, that, uh, I mean all joking aside Spurs Ooh. have got no Centre halves now. They're all yeah. injured. All of them. Every, all four wow. of them are injured. But um, he, he, I don't think he'd go back. I don't think it could happen. No, I don't no. Think isn't it the case though that he can't move till January unless he can prove that I, it's yeah. for sporting reasons? That he's, <laughs> he's left for sure. I, I guess he's probably got a case plan for not going. But I, I don't know what's going through his mind because even if he doesn't want to play he for doesn't. him anymore, yeah, exactly. Well, good the, point. The, the, one of the guys at Notts County said, "I think he's got an eye on the World Cup." Well, we all have. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're all I'm making plans. Token. Yeah. But, um, but, but Marcus, do you not think that even if he doesn't want to play anymore, I mean, he's made his debut away to Morecambe, it's a bit of a come down, but yeah. no disrespect to them, but you, you know what I'm Great saying. Great bicycle kick from yeah. Gasper Smart. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but even if he doesn't want to play anymore, surely he can say, oh, I'll tell you what I'll do, I've I got this contract, I can maybe do a bit of coaching, get it amended slightly, become a coach, do my, do my UEFA badges, or whatever. You just signed a five-year contract worth apparently yeah, about 40 he, grand a week about three months ago. Yeah, but he, he clearly wants to keep playing. And, he's, and I think he's looked at it, and when they've said League Two, he's thinking... Old Division 2, one below what I'm playing now. He's stuck in the past, he's, not exactly. like Wiltshire. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> they call Sol Campbell the past. Um, but not at Notts County. He's, well, like, Do he's like Doc Brown, and Wiltshire's like Marty McFly. Yeah. Ooh. The future and the past. Yeah. Good, I like and it. Then, I, 
He's going to play in the Wild West, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's got himself a part in goal three, right? Is he got a, <laughs> just <laughs> set in the lower leagues. Is he yeah. just doing a bit of research? Yeah. yeah. If, if he is like um, Martin McFly, then check if he's got a sports almanac. That'll give it away. <laughs> Ooh. Peter Kenyon's got a sports almanac, I reckon. He's gone. Yeah, he has, yeah. You know, they can't sign anyone, he's gone. You're so good, you did a link, you didn't even realise it. He's linking all over the place, like arson. Yeah, Kenyon, are we sad to see him go? He's going to go to Man City, isn't he? Imagine that. Clearly. That funny, wouldn't it? Imagine he popped out up at Man City with a new face. Someone else's. Cook out Kenyon in. All that hair that you sent him, Jim. Yeah. going to turn up with your wig on. What about a Gary Cook, Peter Kenyon dream team at the helm of City? Well, there's talk There's talk that Kenyon's going to have a role just within football at the FA or something like that, which is terrifying news for everybody. Please don't be true. Juggling the balls. Please don't be true. It's interesting that now Chelsea can't sign anyone and also there's all these laws coming in that football's going to be completely different in about four or five years. That He's jumping ship, Sol Campbell's for... Oh, my God. Yeah. County are just going to be normal. Yeah. Jesus, I can't handle that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. All these, these, the, uh, the thing Platini's put in place. Like, is it twenty twelve? Yeah, gonna, only only going to be able to spend what you make as your net profit. So County, Notts County aren't going to in a move that's not at all going to make the rich teams richer, bigger, and the poor mm. teams. Well, it's just going to kind of go back to how it was, isn't it? Because before Chelsea came along and all this sort of malarkey, everyone used to say that Man United bought the title just purely because they were the club with the most money and that's not going to change. It's gonna be and the, and the most the, sort of biggest brand. Yeah, it's like going to be yeah. the big brand club, isn't it, with the big stadiums, with big support that <laughs> buy their what, shirts. Pompey are absolutely screwed. <laughs> <laughs> they are screwed. Really? Net profit, m- minus £80 million. Pounds. <laughs> is that when you take players from us? <laughs> yeah, is that how it weird, works? The weird thing is... <laughs> the FA Chelsea, repo man is going to come around. Because Chelsea got this transfer ban, obviously they're not going to spend any money on players and it's going to help them in a weird way. Because <laughs> their net profit... Like their sort of their debt's yeah. going to go down. I think Portsmouth are actually going to sell their nets as profit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the only thing left. <laughs> you can't. It's all we've got left. Like, at, least, at least they can hit. It. They yeah. can shoot just wide and then run away with yeah. arms in the air. Oh, there's a fisherman in the harbour. He needs them. <laughs> <laughs> rock bottom. That is rock bottom. It, it Nugent his nets. I love yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, what about David Nugent? Oh. What, 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 what a good. What a goal. Yeah. Two goals. Yeah. Two goals. Two. And, and, and is, is it fair to say? And I've got, obviously got a slightly skewed opinion of David Nugent. They, they were goals of genuine ability. Yeah, they were. Well. Yeah. The second one in particular, when he put it in the top corner. I think we've. I think we've as a as a nation of football fans. <laughs> I think. I think. We, I think we've forgotten that David Nugent's actually a good player. Well, he is a good player. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of teams after him, and Pompey treated him appallingly badly. One cap, one goal. Exactly, and you can't argue with that, Marcus. Well, yeah. you, you could if you remember the goal. Yeah, Jermaine <laughs> Defoe would certainly argue with that. If he scores a replica of that goal in the World Cup final, that would be brilliant. Oh, yeah. But. The thing with Nugent is he's it, not going to the World Cup. The more serious, or is he? The more serious. We don't point, have time to talk about that now. Well, thanks. But go on. Talk about the more serious Th- point. Thanks. <laughs> he's, link- he's linking so much. He's actually linking over the content. <laughs> what um, what I was going to say was what what are Portsmouth doing? Right, David Nugent. Is, they don't want to play. They, they don't want to play him. He oh. just needs to know. Right. <laughs> if anyone knows, right in. Yeah, don't don't loan him to a relegation rival. Oh yeah, but he can't play against us. Yeah, but he can play against every other team <laughs> and score. Yeah, Pompey must be the only team in the history of professional football. We've thought right. Who are going to be our relegation rivals this season? Burnley. Should we give them one of our strikers for nothing? You, what, what? I, I just think Newcastle got really get the thought. We can be the big joke of the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a vacancy. Yeah. All, remember, all the best Shakespeare players needed a puck. That's true. <laughs> Do you remember when um, I think it was 
when Newcastle actually loaned Lamanu Lawalawa, I think it was too Pompey, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. But they forgot to put a clause yeah. in that he yeah, couldn't yeah, play yeah. against them and he scored against yeah, them. Robbie, Robbie Robson went mental, didn't he? Lawalawa only scored for about four goals for Newcastle. When he, was, yeah, he scored quite a lot of Pompey, he was all right. Speaking of Bobby Robson, did you see the memorial service? I did. Gaza looked great, didn't he? He did look healthy. He looked well. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he goes through cycles. That's that's what's so frustrating about him. As as a recovering alcoholic and uh, drug addict, I kinda, <laughs> that's kinda Gaza, not Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to- uh, talking as I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's difficult though, isn't it? Because he, he could very easily relapse. I hope that he doesn't, and I think we all hope that he doesn't. Yeah, but course, I, I just, yeah. it's just it's so difficult because he, he's done it before. Yeah, I think he really has come to the end of the line now. Uh, to be honest, uh, and. He did look well, he'd look healthy, but I mean, it's not as though he, you know, performed 50 keepy-ups at the ceremony or anything like that. He was, he was <laughs> just... Given half a chance, he would have. He was just sitting there. I wish he'd stop bleaching his hair, because I just think he looks a bit too fancy. It looks, he looks odd. Like a fancy it just dan. looks odd. Because he, he's going bald anyway. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes it worse. Do you think... Oh, a little I don't bit quite of Michael like Stipe about him. Mark, Mark I think it's it. all right. I think it's all right. It covers the baldness. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary Lineker's eulogy was very nice, very touching. He, he whirled up... Yeah. At, uh, the thing about Bobby, Bobby Robson is he so, was such a great man that, yeah. that it was... Well, we did a profile. Exactly. It was only yeah. ever going to be a touching and sort of interesting and enthralling service. It? And he it could have been your postman and you would have loved him. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was, it was good to see John Walk... Uh, in, in, <laughs> in, in there, 2009, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. look at him. He's What's he doing now? John Walk. He was, I'll tell you what, he was in Escape to Victory. Yeah, he, he busted out of that Nazi. He couldn't understand camp, what he was saying. No, so exactly. was Sylvester Salona, look what he went on to do. Yeah, exactly. So. World's your oyster, John, <laughs> is the message. <laughs> <laughs> we like talking about Diego Maradona on this show, and he, he seems to write half of it usually, and uh, <laughs> this week is no exception because Italian police have taken uh, some of his earrings. <laughs> this is uh, in an effort to try and uh, recover unpaid taxes from his pay- playing days at Napoli. Can I say drop in the ocean? <laughs> is that, is that- well, I mean, it should be said that um, his earrings are worth roughly €4,000, um, which is a drop in the ocean because uh, he faces a tax bill of um, €37 million. Euros. <laughs> how, how do you do that, then? That's no With that, great difficulty. That is no small amount for a pair of earrings. He's worked... He said. Yeah, but that €37 million, Euros, he's really worked at that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is incredible. That's an aptitude for tax avoidance. Well, he he was at Napoli um, um, from the sort of mid eighties to the to the early nineties, very early nineties. He's clearly not paid any tax, and it's just built up and. Be- oh my goodness! But thirty-seven million. So presumably that's yeah, a quarter of what he was earning. No, it must no, not. I Pete, don't know. Pete, that is vastly more. Many, many times more than he ever could have earned in that period. So how does how, how does that work? Because he's how not paid. It's interesting. Yeah, it just say, oh right, it. I think they do that. Oh god! But you got to remember. <laughs> but you got to remember this is Italian tax, so it might not be that much. But oh, just double it and add thirty. Yeah, allegedly. I just picked a number out of the air. But I think they're yeah. going to have to go for a lot of pairs of earrings. I mean, I don't know how many pairs of earrings he's got. Well, Why have they just picked earrings? Well, no, no, no. But you say that. But three years ago, they took two Rolex watches, and they were worth. Um, Why are they just taking jewellery? Are they making this up? They were worth ten thousand euros, roughly. Um, well, the reason why they're doing it is because I, I think basically he's he's clearly made his point that he's not going to pay this tax anytime yeah. soon. So the the tax police have, they're acting on a, an, on an order which is just to authorise anything of value within plain sight. What about that ring he's got around his stomach? Oh, oh. <laughs> well, they maybe don't know about that. Gold plate. You could maybe give it. You <laughs> could maybe yeah, gold plate. You take that off, and he becomes as big as a planet, and he just like, floats <laughs> off into the ether, and oh, he's going, "Oh, he's oh, going oh. tax this." You yeah. should give the dog its face back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, he won't be on his way to South Africa the way he's going on, will he? Well, yeah. I think... He's gone to Italy because he's got <laughs> gone to a weight loss clinic, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, again... It's all coming crashing down around his ears. There's, there's not an ounce of normality that no. ever surrounds this man. No. no. How is he allowed to enter Italy when he owes 37 million pounds? Because they want their money back. They want revenue. Is he allowed to leave? Because he just slips them a 10 euro. How, how does he sneak out of the country? He's got to work it off. How big he is. It's not <laughs> they have to wash dishes when you can't pay a restaurant bill. <laughs> Bearing in mind this is Maradona, he, he probably uses a jetpack to escape. <laughs> Nothing yeah. is normal about this man. There is no jetpack big enough anywhere. <laughs> he could wear Italy like a boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Pele, though. He's, is, is he weighing in? Not on the tax issue. No, no, no. Is he weighing in? <laughs> I would pay it. <laughs> would you pay it, Pele? Yeah, I would. That's um, what uh, Pete said, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I would. Um, last Why month. is your Pele Swedish? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't think that's too bad. Ohio Gazimus. <laughs> um, Ohio would. No, Pele uh, responded, because Maradona, uh, I think it was about a month ago, was saying that, uh, <laughs> that the, Pele, was he that good? He only played for South American clubs. So Pele said, well, Maradona was great, um, but the best ever was Alfredo De Stefano. Wait, uh, Dean Windus Hall of Fame. Marcus, you've, you've often mentioned that in the past. I think it's all credit to you. Um, but Ma he, he, Pele said that uh, Maradona could not kick with his right foot and did not score with his head. The only time he scored an important goal with his head, he used his hand. Oh, you bet. Oh, you bet. They had another little spat a little while <laughs> was ago. Was it on Twitter? We put with Perez Hilton. <laughs> uh. No, they had another little spat a little while ago where um, Pele had said that Maradona wasn't a good role model because he takes drugs and things like that. And Pele respond uh, Maradona responded in a press conference by saying, that Pele had lost his virginity to a man. <laughs> and because, because of the translation, what, what he, the translation of what he said actually literally translates as he debuted with a lad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, that's just awesome. one of Maradona's weird little sayings <laughs> yeah, that he's got. Yeah, it might yeah. be, yeah. I, I, I think that... Um, you know, it's all, it's all a little bit silly. I mean, it's all mm. subjective anyway. I mean, if you, if you went to Brazil and asked who, who their favourite of all time, it'd undoubtedly be Garincha, wouldn't it? They, they love him. They've taken him yeah. to his, their hearts massively compared Maybe, to Pele. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's a, such a subjective thing. And in a way, I mean, I know we love it and we all joke about it, but it's a little bit demeaning. You know, the two, two of the greatest players for all time. Just leave it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it Get involved. Out, actually. Get involved, I think. Um, There's a slow week. What are they doing? Oh, for and anyway, Pelé played in Nazel. Nazel. So he didn't Nazzle. just play in Brazil, he played in America as well. Yeah, it's very true. A bastion of footballing purity. <laughs> Get in there! Well done, he's 13. Game set and match Owen. That is email, surely. I think it is. Uh, <laughs> it is emails. Uh, it is emails. It is. Can we the use emails. it? Can we keep that as a jingle? I think it should be in every show. Uh, well, <laughs> it's up to Marcus. Yes, get in there. <laughs> oh, Betty. <laughs> he thinks he's well, done a whoopsie. Well done, he's Frank Spencer. Jimbo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that one. Yeah, Pete, if you yeah. can drag yourself away from your own show, why not read an email? Why not? Uh, Carlo Longino. Uh, or Longino, would you say? Uh, yeah, I think you were right well, the you know, third uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> Old Celo says, uh, Rabble Foss, oh, oh, oh. The discussion of the best call celebration come crowd wind-ups on the latest podcast brought to mind a not wholly related but similar incident I saw several years back. I attended the University of Texas and its sports teams are known as the Longhorns. So the mascot is, of course, a large long-haul bull named Beaver. <laughs> Bevo. Bevo. Um, we, were playing, we were playing the University of Nebraska in a conference championship American football game in 1999, and we, go, we were getting the crap 
kicked out of us. Mm-hmm. The only bright spot came just before the start of the second half when Bevo's minders were walking him across one of the end zones mm-hmm. and Bevo took an almighty, enormous dump on, on the Nebraska that had been printed there on the field. Well, that actually happened. It, 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 not metaphorically, he took a no, shit on it. No, actually did a poop. Uh, it, it got the loudest cheer of the day from the Texas fans and queued right. all sorts of righteous indignation from the Nebraska people. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what form that would take. <laughs> Can you imagine, like... Righteous this, indignation? <laughs> your defecation of our state. Just doing a touchdown and the ball just sticking in it. Oh. Blokes <laughs> oh, run yeah. into the end zone going, oh, watch that, mind that. Yeah. <laughs> they still lost. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Carlo from Vegas. Wow. Good, good email. Well done, Vague email from Vegas. Oh, Pretty yeah. Good, isn't yeah. That is amazing. Been there, haven't I? Jimbo, you were really keen to find out the furthest flung listener, weren't yeah. you? So that's uh, not, a good, not a bad start. That's a good link. We've had emails from Australia. Yeah, but we've had them from all over the world. Where, <laughs> further. We want to find out where our most obscure uh, country listener is. Yeah. That's some good grammar, that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, had an email are, from, we had an email from Jordan. We had an email As from Jordan, Jordan. Yeah, so you've got to compete yeah. with that, yeah. Yeah. wherever you are. If you're living in Burkina Faso or Dr. Yeah. Congo, anywhere like that. We've also had one in, from um, Norfolk. <laughs> well, have we, though? <laughs> have know. you checked that? No. Okay, well, yeah. uh, James, yeah. you can go next. All right. Oh, no, I'm going to do it. Luke, go on. Oh, oh murked. Flip, flip, flip flopping around. Though. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm standing up. I haven't got a chair this week. Either. I'm all We're over in the Norfolk. Place. Give me a biscuit. You've had two. <laughs> uh, right, this is from Manuel Andrade. Yes! Ramble Force. Oh. <laughs> Ramble, Ramble Force. Oh. <laughs> you made me laugh. <laughs> Ramble Force. Oh. <laughs> it's like a Canadian Ramble Force. <laughs> I don't like sharing a mic, it makes it hard. Oh. Ramble Force. Fixed oh. 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 Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to run and run that, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> Hi, guys. I have a five-year-old son, Rafi, and I like to make him repeat some of my favourite lines from hey, TVs Rafi. and movies, etc. Why? Because things always sound funnier when said by a five-year-old. <laughs> mm. So, we were out of the deli, and the lady behind the counter was quite taken with my son, Rafi. He's awfully cute, I must say. So the lady offers him a piece of cheese, and she says, What's your name, darling? And without even a moment's hesitation, Rafi takes the cheese and says, Yo, what's poppin'? I'm Ron Ricketts. <laughs> I almost died laughing at him. God, I love that kid, Manuel Andrade. That is superb. <laughs> and if ever an opening comes up to present on this show, your son is a shoo-in. Oh, so. can we get a recording oh, of that? If, if you, you want to send him, send us an ident of yeah. your son, yeah. that will be amazing. Yo, well, because we, we had Rowan Ricketts, in case people forget, we had Rowan Ricketts who uh, plays in America or Canada? He plays he's for Toronto. Back. No, he's come back now, I think. Doesn't oh, he, yeah. he, came over for, he didn't get a club, did he? I don't think he's got a club at the moment, but he was at Toronto. Mm. Okay, and he... Um, he's 50 Cent's favourite footballer, oddly. <laughs> yeah, but he's... He's from England, and uh, he he started the show by saying, "Yo, it's popping up around Ricketts." Yeah, so that that's that. Well done, Rafi, and yeah, well, well done, well Manuel. Well done. well done, James. Do you have an email? I do have an email. Oh, read okay. it. This one's from Simon Lai, L-A-I. Don't believe um, you. Hi Ramblers, after hearing your piece a while back on the reasons behind players getting booked for taking their shirts off, I thought I'd run an experiment. Just to explain what this is, uh, we actually emailed Jeff Winter, which you can do, and he replies, it's weird, <laughs> yeah. right, um, to find out <laughs> why... Like what attention, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to find out why players get booked uh, if they take their shirts off, and the actual official FIFA directive is that it's some, some countries find uh, bare flesh offensive, and so for that reason it's uh, like a worldwide rule. So, on with the email. Given that it is offensive to viewers in some foreign 
foreign countries, I decided to see what would happen. That's basically what I've just said. Isn't yeah. it? Um, uh, <laughs> if I did it for my Saturday team, um, so he's done it through Saturday team. Not even Jeff Stelling has heard of us, so you can rest assured that we aren't being broadcast in the outer reaches of the nation of Islam. The plan had to be delayed until this point because I haven't exactly started the season in sparkling goal-scoring <laughs> form. Um, but following a splendid chip from twenty yards, and what a, you know, what a way to open your account. Yeah. My moment arrived. I removed my shirt and threw it to the ground triumphantly, only to be booked. I could barely utter the words FIFA directive before being shown a yellow card and the ref seemed (laughs) uninterested by the rationale that I offered. The most interesting thing about it was that I decided to test if it was only punished when celebrating. So midway through the first half, I took my shirt off for no reason in full view of the ref, who looked bemused and jogged off without a word. To conclude, this highlights what a stupid rule it is, as well as refereeing inconsistency in the 14th tier of English football. This needs addressing, Mr Hackett. Thank you, Simon. Great email. I was going to say like a generic pundit thing about inconsistency there, but the guy, he actually said it himself. It's an interesting one. I mean, I'd love to see a, a Premier League player do that. Yes. Just, just to see what would happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a silly rule. I mean, the other... It's, it's, Somebody gets by, I do. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, that was a celebration. But story. you know the old leaving the field of play and that's, that can cause injury in the crowd? We all know that. That's, that's a bookable offence and that's, that seems fair yep. enough. But the, the shirt thing off is weird. What's also weird about it is why players carry on doing it. Yeah. All yeah. the time. I know, they know, I know what's going to happen. I know you get caught up in the emotion or whatever, but I mean, you know what's happening. But they, it's not... And even I'm emotional. That, I don't take my shirt off. Exactly. And it, it's not because they're emotional because they've always got messages underneath <laughs> their shirt. So it's already yeah. premeditated. Which, which which was, which was the um, Arsenal player whose shirt got torn off him uh, uh, Thomas weekend. Was yeah, it weekend? Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh. It just fell to bits. Yeah. Perished. I have an email, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Go this on, This is then. from uh, Stephen. Hey, Ramblers. Hello. Uh, Hello. Last night, uh, me and a few mates hit Bournemouth for a big night of drinking, possibly a binge, but Sounds he doesn't Sounds like say. a bit of banter! <laughs> <laughs> uh, around halfway through the night, the majority of us were drunk, uh, we were in the queue for uh, the final club of the night. It was a massive queue. I'm not sure what prompted the next conversation, but we suddenly started talking about your podcast and began chanting, Ramble Falls Ho! <laughs> uh, continuing the chant, we started to get louder and louder, no doubt annoying everyone else uh, around us. About that. Until a very, very... <laughs> Bloody loved it. ...very big bouncer approached us. He asked if we were fans of the football ramble. We informed him that we were, and then amazingly he smiled and sent us to the front of the queue. We marched straight into the car. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, it's like being the mafia. <laughs> it's like it's like an adult Blue Peter badge. <laughs> <laughs> but with no to the adult. But with no benefit to the people who make it. Yeah. <laughs> and so me and the boys uh, would like to give our thanks to the Ramblers for aiding our night of drinking and hoeing. Um, thank the bouncer, don't thank uh, P.S. Well, you know what he means. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, P.S. Many thanks to the very big bouncer if he's listening. Well, imagine yeah. he would be. Get yeah. in touch if you are, seems to, be, yeah. seems to be a fan. Yeah. That's superb, isn't it? Brilliant. The ramble... Uh, Influencing arm- nights out in Bournemouth. The long arm... The I r- can retire. Finally. <laughs> the long arm of the ramble. <laughs> this, that's, that's something else to tick off a list, isn't it? Mm, eh? Exactly. I like Bournemouth. They've got palm trees. This... <laughs> <laughs> And a bloody good university. Mm. I'll I'll refute that. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of... um Obviously, last week we were talking about how sort of self-congratulatory and backslapping the uh, the emails. Let it continue. A lot of emails like that. Um, A a friend of mine sort of 
brought this up as well when I saw him. And um, he actually had a situation where he was listening to the ramble, right? And um, his girlfriend came into the room out of the shower, jumped him, and he had sex to us inducting Eusebio into the Dean Rindas <laughs> Hall of Fame. That is poetry. That is poetry. <laughs> oh, who won the sperm race that Mr. Paul Duncan McGarrity did. Summer <laughs> loves his name. It'd prefer it to be Eusebio than like Dion Dublin or something. Or <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things my voice can do. <laughs> You're like Barry White. You're like Barry White of the sporting world. So, uh, who's the championship manager of Goodie going to go to, boys? Ooh, ooh. Don't ask me, it's Marcus's decision. He's the boss. Um, it pays to call to be the boss. Uh, I think Simon Lay. Or Lai, yeah. The guy who took his shirt off. That's right, no Simon. Reason. Championship manager bag, on championship way. manager goodie bag, <laughs> or rather, is on its way to you. Good work. Well done. There's a t-shirt in there as well, so put it on, then take it off, <laughs> then put it on again. <laughs> yeah. Kiss your badge for the funny stories. <laughs> Good one. Tell very much. So, do you want me to go first? I would love that. Okay. Um, this one's about my favourite um, person. Uh, <laughs> right. Fernando Me? Torres. Oh. No, you're not even top five. Cheer up. Uh, Fernando Torres has an autobiography coming out entitled El Nino, Ooh. My Story. Uh, now, um, the Daily Mirror was looking at the book and it gave, like, you got like an early look at it and it um, detailed some of its, like, tr- transcribed a bit of it and had some stories on it. And so, um, this is <laughs> this is what I had to say. It, it, it says... He talk, he's talking about when he moved from um, from Madrid over to Liverpool, Atletico, obviously, and um, it, he was talking about learning English for the first time. And that, his English is actually quite good now, so yeah, this, is, this yeah. might be why. Um, he says, uh, two people were vital during my first few days in the city, Rob and Alan, the English teachers Liverpool laid on for me. One of the things they used to make me do was ring people in response to adverts in the paper. You'd get on the phone and ask about a puppy for sale, or a kitten being advertised, <laughs> or the price of a second-hand car. The idea <laughs> was to get me used to speaking English on the phone but at first the idea terrified me so much that I would panic and I didn't understand and find myself having to ring Pepe Reina instead I really, I really <laughs> hope he wanted a puppy a kitten and a second can car and was just hoping Pepe Reina would have some lying around <laughs> I, I, I bloody love him to ring me yeah yeah. if I was saying like a car or something oh it's Fernando Torres brilliant you can, you can have a discount you want yeah. my dog um, yeah and he finishes by saying some nights I even dared to pick up the phone and order food when it turned up it was nearly always what I wanted <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good to hear you're not going hungry, Fernando. Pete, you've got one. Yes, I have, Marcus. Um, oh, Stuttgart's former Germany goalkeeper, Jens Lehmann. Hey! Yes! Hey! Jens! Oh. He's been dropped from the first-team squad for paying a visit to Oktoberfest at the weekend. Uh, the 39-year-old was spotted at Munich's beer festival only hours after his side had been beaten by Cologne by two goals to nil in the Bundesliga and had not been given permission to attend. <laughs> well, like, why would they give him yeah. explicit Surely, permission? I think, I think he didn't ask because he knew they wouldn't let him. <laughs> so, who's the manager? I'm pretty sure the manager is um, Matthias Sammer, isn't it? No, uh, it's Babel. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Babel, Marcus sorry. Marcus Babel. Well, he, said, he, actually, pardon, said, he yeah. actually said that the um, the director of sport, Horst Helt, and uh, Marcus Babel will talk with Jens about this on Thursday, mm. and then we will see where to go. I, um, I, I don't imagine Jens Lehmann respects a manager who's younger than him. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we, we had someone email in about this, a guy called Michael Coles, if I remember rightly. And that, that is an interesting stuff. point, isn't good it? Stuff. Well done, James. It is but, an interesting point, though. If your manager's younger than you and you're Jens Lehmann, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always going to be interesting. Two mentals don't make a right, does it? I mean, <laughs> Never. Lehman uh, apologised for breaking club rules and accepted the suspension, but claimed his motives were good. The visit to... <laughs> 
The visit to Oktoberfest <laughs> was part I of like a charity it. event, he said, and it had been planned for a long time. However, it was not agreed with the club. Of course, I accept the measures taken by the sporting management. Lehman committed an error to gift Cologne their second goal at the weekend when he raced out of his area only to lose possession and allow Wilfred Sanu to shoot into an empty net from 45 yards out. Can so you maybe imagine, this is quite a convenient suspension. Can, yeah. can you imagine <laughs> playing five aside with Jens Lehmann? Did he then like, take bearing the guys, in, not, guys Bearing on. in mind, in five aside, the keeper can't come out of his box. <laughs> yeah, it, How many free that. kicks would he give away? Penalties? Yeah, well, yeah. Jens Lehmann is out of his box all the time. Yeah. <laughs> is it in my I head? Stick him in defence and have done with Did it. he then like grab the guy's boot, take it off, chuck, chuck it on, it on the, the roof net. of the net, fly off in this helicopter? <laughs> to Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. James or Jim has a funny story. I do. I've got one from the vault. This is this is a great one. Right. Okay. Zlatan Ibrahimovic once almost faced six months in jail for impersonating a policeman in Malmo's red light district. Oh, you can't do that. I meant no harm, but it was a very stupid thing to do. He admitted. <laughs> the misdemeanor occurred at two a.m. in the morning as he cruised around the red light area with a friend. The pair pulled up near a prostitute who was speaking to a suspected punter through his car window. Prostitution is legal in Sweden, but paying for sex is illegal. I always thought they were pretty much the same. <laughs> Weird. Um, and Ibrahimovic allegedly apprehended the fifty-seven-year-old man. Shout this is the police! This is the police! Remain where you are! The accosted man... <laughs> <laughs> the accosted man said... Why is he doing this? <laughs> Christ knows. Just like a vigilante. <laughs> so, yeah, the accosted man said, one of the guys stepped out of the car and ran up to me. I realised that they were not real policemen, so I was frightened and started my car to escape. They tried to use their car to force me to stop. I picked up my mobile phone to call the police, and when they saw me using the phone, they tried to slip away. Instead, I started to chase them. <laughs> police caught Ibrahimovic and his companion in a nearby street, asked them to identify themselves, then let the pair go. Mm, footballers can do what they want, can't they? Uh, it also emerged later that the man they tried to apprehend was not a curb crawler, but a local church man known as the protector of the down and outs i was talking to the girl in the street just to ask her if i could help her by driving her home he explained Mm. (laughs) worse and worse you imagine zebra it's like like some sort of benny hill thing (laughs) and at the end he finds out the guy was actually like a local church but oh god it bet he feels really bad afterwards and it was david pleat (laughs) <laughs> oh, <what>? yeah. <laughs> he was only looking it was window prostitution yeah exactly yeah. you see what I think this is a lesson to any football club you see what happens when you don't allow people to go to Oktoberfest exactly. <laughs> they just do things on their own I like to think when David Pleat went curb crawling he actually opened up started off with Good evening, everyone. He does all these commentators. Did he? Did he I would like to pay there? for some sacks. <laughs> some what? Some sacks. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this is my punus. <laughs> <laughs> Strike my punus. <laughs> it's funny because he pronounces everything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, profile time. Woo. And uh, thank you. And today's profile is on Stephen. George Bull. Ooh. Steve Bull. You can't be a bit of bully. <laughs> MBE. The local hero that is. Um, he was born on the 28th of March 1965. Uh, two and two a bit years, years. Two and a bit years before the Summer of Love um, in Tipton in Staffordshire. He's, he's won that sperm race and he's won the Midlands heat of the sperm race. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, when it's a when, tough when heat. would the final be? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair question. Um, um, that doesn't need answering. Um, in uh, he, he started in 1981. He joined a non-league at Tipton Town, um, and uh, this was at a time when he ha- had to uh, work in a number of uh, factory jobs, uh, in addition to playing local league games. But 
the professional stuff started uh, with West Bromwich Albion and he made his uh, senior debut in 1985 replacing Garth Crooks oh yeah. yeah that's right yeah he didn't play too many times for West Brom uh, only about four appearances um, scoring two goals but in 1986 he was sold to local rivals Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, along with Andy Thompson for £65,000 where he remained until the end of his professional career in 1999 bargain. absolute, absolute bargain, bargain. Yeah. jinx <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 13 years over 13 years he was at Wolves he broke four of the club's goal scoring records um, he became their all time leading scorer with 306 goals uh, that was in about 400 and uh, sorry 545 games um, uh, he, 250 of those goals were in the football league which is also a club record uh, he became their highest goal scorer in a single season where he scored 52 competitive goals <laughs> 52 in, in competitive games uh, during the 87-88 season and he's also scored a club record of 18 hat-tricks. <laughs> that is superb. Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, let, let's just take it right back. His debut for Wolves, um, they were in the old Division 4. Yeah, I remember that. Um, against Wrexham in 1986. The old Division 4. Four years later, he'd be playing in a World Cup. It's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely. Um and he's, he's regarded as such a legend at the club and that word is grossly overused I think we've said before but he really is a Wolves legend um, that uh, one of the stands at the home ground in, in the Molyneux where Wolves play uh, he's named after him um, so you know yeah, I think that's probably the pinnacle as a player I mean having a stand named after you or, or something of that ilk is, or a statue we love statues here don't we eh? yeah, yeah but he's got a stand that's not bad. You know. not bad would you rather have a statue or a stand I'd like a statue uh, in the shape of a stand. Maybe, I'd be really confusing. It'd be like a scale model. Or a I'd stand like, in the shape of a statue. So you like had to perch on it to watch a game. I'd like a stand full of statues of me. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. nice. I don't think we can top that, James. <laughs> or can we? Uh, yeah, just 52 goals in the 87 88 uh, season. Uh, that's, uh, they, Guy Whittingham, sorry, Cain, go once scored 46 in a season for Pompey. And um, I never thought well, that I'd ever hit that. how big a professional goal is. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in them days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't start Pete on the goalkeepers. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the women goalkeepers at the time. Pete. Um, so Wolves won uh, the the fourth division championship, of course, and they became the first of only three teams um, to have been champions of all four divisions in the English league. Um, Steve Bully became the first player to score fifty league and cup goals in an English season since uh, Peterborough's uh, Terry Bly almost thirty years earlier. Um, I've never, I've never heard of that. I couldn't name you another player who's ever done that. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, the, the following season he scored four hat-tricks and two four-goals, uh, four-goal yeah. hauls, if you yeah. like, in a game. And again, Wolves, they won the third division title. The last time any player had scored 50 goals in two consecutive seasons was Middlesbrough's George Camsell in the mid-1920s. And like, and like we always say, it wasn't about defending then. I mean, the goals were banging all over the place yeah. back then. So, uh, well, we're talking about the late 80s. Yeah, I'm, I know, yeah. Recent. 
the football yeah. history here. Um, while he was playing in the third division, mm. um, he was selected for the England team. Third <laughs> division. Mm. That, that really is <laughs> There's hope for you yet, Sol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I urge you to reconsider. Yeah. Well, and, and he scored on his <laughs> debut against Scotland at Hampden Park. Perfect. Well, you can't get better than that. Unbelievable stuff. Um, and he, he continued to perform very well. It, Wolves got to the uh, second tier. It would have been sort of the old Division 2 mm. and then Division 1. and then the, Well, I don't think he ever played in the Championship. Mm. But, um, yeah, he, he continued to play for Wolves. And he stayed very local to, to Wolves. I mean, there was interest from loads of clubs. People like Villa, Coventry. Reports of even the big boys like United, Liverpool. Even some offers from abroad. Apparently before the 1990 World Cup, there was, again, reports of like Juventus and Genoa and people yeah. coming in for him. So all those were turned down. Now, I know it's a bit of a funny one. You say, has he got a lack of ambition there? See, I'm not a, personally, I'm not a big fan. I, I mean, if you like that sort of thing, and obviously if you're a Wolves fan, this is sacrilege for me to even say this, but I think you do have a duty to play at the highest level you can. I, I do understand that, and, and it does make him an absolute legend for doing yeah. it. But, I mean, you'd have to be a big man to turn down Juventus. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you, it's, it's a big decision to make, isn't it? And, and that's why he's so but popular, I, I, isn't I, I, it? I understand the point you're making, Luke, totally. But, I mean, it, it, I just think it is great sometimes. Like with, with Raquel May going back to Boca. Yeah, the yeah. The clubs that they really, really love. Well, the main, yeah. the main man doing that now, the only man doing that now really is people like Ryan Giggs and Paul Scholes, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, but they are playing at the top. Oh, of course, yeah. So I, it's I, like, I, yeah. I do Should have a lot of... Well, <laughs> yeah, Trump. But, um, no, I do have a lot of time for, the, for, for Steve Ball doing that. Yeah. Because um, it, it's his hometown club and he loves them so dearly. He wanted... He didn't want to achieve that with anyone else, did he? He really mm, wanted to get them yeah. up in the top flight. And it was such a shame. They came very close to reaching the Premier League in 95 and 97, but unfortunately lost um, in the playoffs both of those times. But uh, um, So it wasn't to be. It, it did was. seem for a long time that Wolves were just never going to get up, didn't it? Yeah. They seemed to just miss out. So did, he, did he ever play in the Premier League, then, Marcus? Um, well, it was... Uh, apparently he played um, very, very, very briefly, coming on as a substitute for West Brom in, in 1986. But, right, yeah. uh, it wasn't no, the Premier League, was no, it? Exactly. No, okay, yeah. It was the old Division 1. So, so not, not really... I mean, people, I mean, players say it all the time, don't they? Oh, I'm not leaving because I want I want to win things, but I want to win things here. And it just yeah. doesn't mean anything. Does it? And, they never, and they inevitably end up moving. Yeah. I think maybe things were a bit different back then, though. Yeah, oh, they probably were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't such a gulf in the top and, and, and the money as well, for example. Yeah. I mean, the money he would have been offered at a big club would have been much more, but it wouldn't have been at the scale that he'd be offered now, you yeah, know, so... Yeah. Um, he, so he finished with Wolves in, in 1999 and then played a handful of games for, uh, for Hereford United after that. But he received an MBE for his services to um, Association Football in, in December 99, um, which was uh, you know not long before he retired as, uh, as a player a couple of years later. But... Um, he, of course, he was ca- uh, capped 13 times by England. He was actually he had uh, a few caps for the under 21s, five appearances and three goals for them. Um, but he was capped 13 times by the full side, and he scored four goals in the build-up to Italia 90. Um, he scored two goals in a friendly against uh, Czechoslovakia, and um, one of which was voted uh, number 37 in England's 50th, 50 greatest goals. Oh, not bad, is it? Um, Can't take that away from him. No, a- a- absolutely. You'd be not. mad to try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you go about it <laughs> um, <laughs> but he played four times during Italia 90 yeah I remember it, yeah. Su- I remember him coming on Brilliant. as a sub against Belgium mm. actually he was really popular amongst the fans as well wasn't he yeah, he, was well, he, he started against Egypt he was, ne- was going to say he was hardly ever going to start because um, well he started uh, Egypt England needed a result that's true yeah no, that's a fair point yeah um 
But yeah, so uh, just a remarkable play. I mean, like we said before, playing in Division Three and then getting selected mm. for England. Yeah. yeah. And then in the World Cup, he's not playing in the top flight, and there he is in amongst Gary Lineker, yeah. Peter Beardsley, Gary Platt, Gascoigne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Incredible. It's a brilliant achievement, and it's one thing that's. I mean, because the um, the golf in the standard has probably got a little bit bigger now. It would it would hardly. Ever, I mean, it would never happen. League One now it would never happen. I mean, we joke yeah. about Sol Campbell, but I mean, it would never happen. I think he's one of the best players, English players. Never to have played in the Premiership of recent years. Oh, undoubtedly. Must, I mean, yeah. is there anyone to even rival him? Really? Yeah. Well, it's what, in terms of English Friday, players, Friday maybe Pete Donald. <laughs> <don't laughs> yeah. Know. But uh, but now uh, he uh, he does. Um, he's got his own website, Steve Bull Events. Yeah. All sorts of things going on there. But I uh, I would like to end uh, with a quote from from Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer said Steve Bull has been a tremendous servant to Wolves showing a kind of loyalty that is increasingly rare in today's game he's an honourable person who on many occasions during the last 10 years could have left for a premiership club in search of honours and, ex- and, an, and an extended England career but instead he has opted to prove himself at Molyneux and give all his um, and give his all to helping the club he loves to return to the top flight unfortunately he didn't achieve that but what he yeah. has achieved is a place in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame and you come on it's a decent consolation yeah, bully it's, it's interesting to think that it all started with him replacing Garth Crooks. You think Garth Crooks gave him a really elongated sort of pep talk? Like, just <laughs> yeah. let me get on. Just let me get yeah. on. There's only a couple of minutes left yeah. now. <laughs> we need a winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, bully. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. Uh, we have our website up. It's thefootballramble.com um, and uh, Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of it. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Pete. See ya. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye. Uh, we're all off for an unsanctioned visit to Oktoberfest. Cheers. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.